Time to get all in on the Knowles. On today's show, we're going to get into Florida State, give you a little preview of what we could expect from Florida State this weekend as BC heads to Tallahassee. Look at a new commitment for the Eagles, and BC has an odd out-of-conference game scheduled for the next couple of years. All of this and more on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Uh, we're recording this on Monday night, so if you're listening on YouTube, happy Monday. On today's show, going to get into Florida State. Uh, BC's toughest game that they have on their schedule so far. Team playing very, very well. Uh, 3-0, and but there's still questions remaining about this squad, and will BC be able to take advantage of some of those questions? I'm going to get into that today. In addition, we'll look at recruiting and out-of-conference scheduling. But before we do that, just a quick reminder, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Boston College channel. We want to make sure that we have all of you subscribed and hit the little bell as well to make sure you get uh, up-to-date uh, notifications when we go live. So, BC is now 1-2. and two. They played two games that they lost. One was terrible. One was bad and ended terribly. And then a game that they won that they, you know, it is what it is, Right. Now it's it's time to open up the meat of the schedule. It's time to really it's really time to kind of ratchet up the difficulty on where BC is at because now they get to play the Florida State Seminoles, a team that in normal years BC has matched up very poorly against. Last year they had Phil Dracovic, you know they still looked the offensive line looked bad then, and that was with Zion Johnson, Alec Lindstrom, and some. And Christian Mahogany. Now, to be fair, Jermaine Johnson, the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, he's gone. He is in the NFL now. I think he's with the Jets. But Florida State still has a very good defense. And if Boston College's offensive line is not playing up a notch from where they played the first three weeks, and I mean, you got to hope that they do, BC is in big trouble for this game. Now, there's some injury news that I think is really important and really puts context into where BC is at um, and where Florida State is at going into this matchup. So first of all, for the for the Seminoles, Jordan Travis was hurt against Louisville, and he missed the end of the game. Roddenmaker, their backup quarterback, he went in and had a great game. Even if he plays, I'm, I'm still convinced that he could put up points against BC's defense. That being said, Travis, after uh, on Saturday, Sunday night, tweeted out something on the lines of uh, got good news. So if that's the case, he could play this weekend. If he plays Jordan last year, did a number on BC's defense. He, you know, if you remember, I think he had a couple touchdowns in the air, a couple on the ground. He, he, in this year, he looks even better. He looks like the, one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. Uh, so he, he uh, Jordan Travis playing or not is going to be a major factor going into this game. And, uh, you know, I think that's something to watch there. Another injury is uh, Jared verse their their uh, transfer defensive lineman from Albany. Yeah, it's transfer from Albany. But this dude is this guy. This guy's a really, really good defensive lineman. 
And when I saw what BC did against Virginia Tech and I looked ahead at the schedule, Jared Verse was the first name I looked at and went, ooh, they're going to be in some trouble. Now, those aren't the only two injuries that they sustained when they came back and beat Louisville last week. Florida State also is missing another defensive tackle, an offensive lineman. And so they're missing some guys. But is that enough? Is that really enough for BC, a team that has played beneath what we expected all season long and, and has such glaring issues. I don't think it is because I think even if Jordan Travis is out, I'd still put the line and, you know, BC football fans put, put a great uh, tweet uh, comment up. Thank you. Line is 16.5 seems wicked low. I assume because Jordan Travis is potentially injured. I mean, even if Travis is, is, is out, I would put the line around 10 uh, just based off of the troubles that BC's has. I mean, Florida State has played very well on defense. Uh, they're 45th in the country in sacks, which bodes poorly because I believe that e- they are either right around or better than Rutgers in every uh, defensive metric that they have and, and, and Virginia Tech. So that says a lot of where they're at. But just the way this team's built, and this team is believing in themselves, Florida State is 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 buying into Mike Norvell, something I wasn't even sure that they would do this year. You know, you're, when you see when you saw what happened to them at the end of last year, you know they just looked kind of lost. They didn't have much of a of an identity. They found it. They found Florida State is back. Florida State looks good, and that's pro- a problem for BC. This, but it's good for the conference, I guess, because you've been looking for someone to battle uh, Clemson. Florida State's there. I I don't know if they're going to be as elite as Clemson right now, but they're 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 very good. And the, with the line around 16 and a half, that tells you the, how big Vegas sees the disparity between the Eagles and the Knolls. And I don't disagree with Vegas here. I, I mean, when you see a defense that can cause problems, and they were all over Malik Cunningham in that game. Malik Cunningham uh, really struggled for Louisville against uh, the, the Knolls last week. And when, when a, a quarterback like that with a decent offensive line struggles – What's Dracovic going to do when the when you know you have two or three offensive linemen that aren't playing up to their potential, or or playing up to what you need them to do? Excuse me, that's more what I meant. What what you need them to do? What's going to happen there? It, it's a scary thought because last, as I said last year, Dracovic was running for his life and he had Mahogany, Lindstrom, and Zion Johnson in front of him. What's it going to be like this year? It, it's 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 a big problem, and. I think there's, again, some of the the regular matchups, offensive line excluded, really put Florida State at a level that I think is going to be a real challenge for BC. They've got a couple uh, running backs, I think, that are very fast, uh, that will be very difficult for BC, even though BC's speed's increased. You know, we've seen some of their uh, linebackers struggle in, in space, you know, you know, Missing tackles are going to cause major problems. Trayshawn Ward is the guy that I watched. 40 rushes for 302 yards and two touchdowns. He's averaging almost eight yards a carry. Uh, major issue. And then they have um, Johnny Wilson, their wide receiver, who is um, six foot seven. BC has, I mean, I mean, all they have to do is throw the ball up to the dude. And, I, you know, Josh DeBerry is, what, six feet? Elijah Jones, six feet? This guy's gonna have like seven inches on some of these guys. You don't have the big, you don't have the big cornerbacks to, to line up against that. Six seven. That's crazy. So as you can hear, as you can see, 
Florida State's got some things going on here. And we're going to get into the X's and O's later this week. We'll have Mitch on on Friday to give our predictions. But I, I, I'm just looking at this game going, oof. This is going to really sh- – I think this game – I hate to be negative. You know, I, I want to stay positive as much as I can and hope that the offensive line takes a step forward. But it's really going to show – the disparity between the Knowles and, and, and BC right now and good for the Knowles. I mean, I, I, I have to say I was one of the guys that never thought Norvell would be the right hire for them, but he's, he's doing it. They're believing there are, and they're hyped. They are a hyped program right now. And they haven't been home in, I think a month when they played Duquesne. So the fan base is going to be nuts. It's going to be a night game. I don't know. Feeling kind of, I'm feeling kind of icky about this game. What about you? Leave it. You leave your thoughts in the comment section below. BC has any chance of potentially uh, pulling off an upset. And um, I think that'll be something worth watching now in a moment. I want to get into some good news. Let's, let's get some good news going here because <laughs> it's been such a negative for a while, but before we do that, bet online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchup news and podcasts, including this year's g- opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Like if you, if you were thinking Heisman, and you maybe at the beginning of the season you put money on Anthony Richardson, and God forbid you did, maybe you want to get in there and try to find something else. You know, Stenson Bennett, Stenson Bennett, maybe for for the Heisman or Bryce Young. You can go in there and get those odds right now. They, they are always updating. You can always get the, the latest odds at BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, locked on BC here. And if you enjoy our podcast, if you enjoy my, my thoughts on Boston College sports, check out Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. Um, it, it has a great community in our message board, but I also give you great Boston College news and analysis and timely recruiting news. And we have a network of experts, and including Brian Doan, who uh, covers East Coast recruiting. And he, you know, he's he's the guy that gets gets the news right away. And um, I love learning from him because he knows everything about East Coast recruiting. And so now we have a new commitment for BC and. It's not an offensive lineman. I know everyone's going, is it an offensive lineman? No. It's KP Price, and he is a safety for the class of 2023 from St. Francis Academy in Maryland. Now, you're going, okay, St. Francis Academy, I've heard that name before, and you have. This is the school that brought us C.J. Burton from the class of 21. They brought us uh, Jude Bowery last year. And now this is the third commitment from St. Francis Academy. Just from this year alone, they have uh, defensive end Brian Sims. He, he recruited, he committed a while ago. And then Darrell Robinson, who's a running back. And now Price, who was at, uh, I think, Calvern County, I think the name of the school was, in Maryland, who transferred over, gives them five. They're going to have five St. Francis Academy recruits on their roster next year as long as these guys stay committed now i know from talking to the staff they were very excited about kpu price he's a safety he had good offers i think he was west virginia a couple other mid um uh mid-atlantic schools and he he committed to bc and he's you know if you've been listening to me or heard me talk 
I've been, I've been kind of mouthing about two silent commitments. So guys, you remember like back in, I mean, it's been almost two months now. Back in July, Jeff Halfley had a couple of those let's go tweets, which usually means there's a commitment. Well, this is the second silent commitment from <laughs> he had to wait two months for both of them. Darrell Robinson and KP Price were both. That's why I had crystal balls in for both. I knew they were waiting and uh, they're both in now. So that's good. Um, and I think it just showcases to you. And I know for some folks, they're like, why would anyone want to commit to Boston College? Because they're terrible. And you know what? These guys are all going to decommit. Um, yes, to an extent, some guys see the, the wins and losses, but they also, again, like just like the coaching staff sees that the big issue is the offensive line. They can see where they think the program is going to go. They see that, okay. They, they buy into what Jeff Halfley and his coaching staff say they buy into, you know, what they could do to help bring the program to that next level. And they stick around with it. Now, the, the 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 decommitments that everyone's so worried about, those happen more on guys that are battling between like four different programs and one's just kind of struggling, right? We don't see that right now with most of these guys. Now, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's not because these guys are not interested in other schools. Darrell Robinson, who just committed a couple of weeks ago, was you know, very interested in Virginia Tech, a team that smoked BC, right? And what did he do? He commits to BC a week after BC loses to Virginia Tech. So just, again, put it in your brain that sometimes what the fans think is not what the recruits think. Um, And so, you you know, it's easy to be really negative with where the state of the program is. And believe me, I get it. I, I mean, it is, it's not good shape right now, but Guys like KP Price, Darrell Robinson, they like Jeff Halfley. They like Azar Abdul Rahim again. I mean, he's he's the big one, right? But they see they see a positive future with Boston College, and I think that's what is important to understand when you you're seeing BC struggle on the field and going, oh yeah, every recruit's going to decommit. Not that it's more than that for these kids, okay, and. You know, these are not kids as well that I think are heavily involved in the NIL game. Um, They're good, solid three stars, but they're not going to need that kind of thing. And I've said it all along. It's detrimental that BC does not have an NIL program. But again, you know, the NIL deals that most like mid-tier programs are getting are like, yeah, this dude gets to speak about Dave and Buster's donut shop. How much are they paying these kids, right? It's not that much. So I think they are going to move that around. I mean, BC just had their entire offensive line get uh, paid to do um, the sub shop, the wrap shop across from, from BC, right? They, they're there. It's just like it's not as pronounced as other programs. And from some people are saying that Leahy might turn around on that. That would be amazing. But now BC's got their guys in. And I've seen them offer some new guys. I think it's mostly wide receivers. I haven't seen any offensive line folks. So if you're, if that's what you're hoping for, I haven't seen it, but I, I think they're kind of at a standstill with, with who they've offered. I don't, I don't see any other, you know, Roderick Pleasant's the other big one, but I haven't heard anything from him in a while. And I'm guessing he's going to probably stay out West, but 
this is the time of the year where the coaching staff is going to go through senior film from these high school kids. So they're going to watch how they're doing their senior year. And they might have a couple flyers out there. That they're like, okay, if this guy's film pops to me, we're going to, you know, re- we'll take them, but we're going to have to wait a, a little while and wait for these kids to put together three, four five games before they make those offers. So I think they're kind of in a, in a holding pattern and recruiting, but if there's anything that breaks or anything new, be sure to check us out here at BC, at uh, Eagle Insider and on Locked On Boston College because I'm gonna I'm gonna be all over it. I'm gonna be talking to you about my thoughts on it, and I'll give you everything. I'm not gonna just give you you know I'm not my, if you guys have been listening to me, you know I'm much more than just quotes and stats. I'm giving you you know a a impassioned thoughts, my impassioned thoughts and analysis on everything BC, and I hope you guys enjoy that because that's what I want. And as as a fan. You guys can go and listen to what Jeff Halfley says, but you can just pull it up on YouTube. There's more to this team than just pulling up quotes. And I want to give you my thoughts covering the team, covering this program, covering recruiting about where I think things are at and be truthful with you. And I hopefully you guys enjoy that. All right. In our final segment, I want to talk about a really weird scheduling decision by uh, from Boston College. And I'll get to that in just a moment. Now, if you enjoy my show, I want to recommend one other show for you. And it's not it's not Big Red who's on, her, on your screen right now if you're listening. And again, another reminder to hit that subscribe button and f- subscribe to us on YouTube. But if you're if you are listening to this, check out Locked On ACC. It's hosted by Candace Cooper. And I'm on that show every Wednesday talking ACC sports. I give my power rankings on the conference and I got to say BC's near the bottom right now, but if you want to hear more B, uh, ACC talk and hear my thoughts on different teams, check out locked on ACC, wherever you get your podcasts. So it's a fun show. And Candace and I, I really enjoy, it. I've been hosting with her co-hosting with her for a couple of years now. Check that out as well. All right. So BC football um, looks to have a future out of conference scheduled game uh, for 2024. And if you're on YouTube right now, you're looking at them right now. It's the, it's the West Kentucky, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, part of the Conference USA um, conference. And they are scheduled to play BC on September 28th, 2024, according to the Bowling Green Daily Press. Now, I've tried to confirm this. I have not been able to confirm it yet, but um, they are a solid newspaper. So I trust what they have to say. So we're going to say this is reportedly what's going to happen because I reached out to BC and they haven't been able to confirm it whatever. So what does this mean? Right? So if you're looking at the schedule, BC now has three out of conference scheduled games for the, for 2024, they're going to play Western Kentucky at BC. They're going to host Michigan state. I'm really looking forward to that big 10 matchup. And they're going to go on the road for their uh, end of their home and away to Missouri. They're going to head to Missouri just, uh, earlier in the season. So they'll have that's so that's weeks two through four. They'll have an opening week game. It could be an FCS cream puff or it could be an ACC game. And we already also know who BC is going to play out of con- in conference because remember when they eliminated the Atlantic and Coastal divisions, they laid out five years of what the conference games could look like. So here's what else we know: they're going to play at home against Clemson and Syracuse. They're going to head on the road to play Florida State. They're going to home at home against Pitt and Wake Forest. And then on the road against Duke, Miami, 
and UNC. That, my friends, is a tough schedule. I imagine they're going to add their fourth game will be an FCS school. No, they're not going to add another FBS program because, my God, when you look at that schedule, unless unless Jeff Halfley or whoever's coaching in 2024 has things clicking, when you have Michigan State, Pitt, Florida State, Clemson, UNC, Miami, all t- Wake Forest, you have all these teams on the rise on your schedule. You do not need to add another power five program to that. Add an FCS team so that you're not killing yourself. Um, but there's no, there's no real connection between Western Kentucky and BC, which is why I thought the scheduling was so weird. Like they've never played each other. Western Kentucky is not like an academic school that has anything in common with BC. Uh, they're, they're not a recruiting footprint. I mean, BC, I think has a guy or two from Kentucky, but it's not like a, as a place that they heavily recruit. I mean, they're a decent team. They were they won nine games last year. They were in the Conference USA Championship, so that's one thing. I I don't know. I don't understand this game. I really don't understand this one. And because I I you figure if like they're gonna go for like a recruiting footprint, you go and play like a Mac school. Like they're recruiting heavily in Michigan. They're heavily in in Ohio. Why don't you go play one of those schools? Um, but. I mean, Western Kentucky, they've had some history. They had Bailey Zappi last year who threw for almost 6,000 yards, which is insane. Um, you know, and, and they've got a decent coach. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, they, You know, Western Kentucky is kind of inconsistent, but it's not an easy win. BC's putting together a tough schedule. They're putting together, I mean, for 2024, it, it really uh, revs up the, the level of difficulty looking at that 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 schedule. So, um, interesting again, it hasn't been confirmed from BC, so it's not hundred percent yet, but you know, given that there was a, a, a big time no- newspaper down in Kentucky reporting this, I'm going to say it's probably truthful, but we'll have to wait and see. Thank you all for listening on tomorrow's show. We're going to get into more about this Florida state game. look at some of the weaknesses, get in everything in between. You don't want to hear all my thoughts about all of that and make sure to follow me on Twitter my username is up on there on the screen right now at AJ black underscore BC. I love to see you guys at the streams. I'm going to try to do this around the same time every night. I have kids at home, so it all kind of depends on when I can get them to sleep um, when I can record. But if you're around, you know, make sure you subscribe to locked on BC, uh, hit that bell and you'll know when I'm alive and just hit that comment section and start talking to me. And I'll be reading comments throughout the show as well. And um, I made it through this whole show without Rutgers fans bombing my comment section. So that's a step in the right direction. Wait till tomorrow when I pick BC to beat Florida state 42 to 10 to get their crazy fan base uh, going nuts on me. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm not going to do that. Well, this is AJ black. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back again soon. Take care.